All right, everybody ready? Yes. I haven't done this for like two months, so I'm rusty. I really want to see the new National Independence movie. Shut up. Talk about it when we're on. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Wes. <laughs> only came up because you said rusty. <laughs> it was really your fault for using words. Did I say, oh, he did say I'm like, did I say rusty? Yeah. You're right. And I said Griswold. Welcome to the first ever Geeketeria episode of Bad Sloth. I've uh, been away a couple of months due to a hectic work schedule, uh, but I thought a special All Things Geeky episode would be a good way to come back from hiatus. No Wikipedia today. It's the first time I'm not going to use Wikipedia, just nerd shit. And um, since hearing me talk for an hour would be highly entertaining, but almost too good, I have guests <laughs> here with me. Ladies first, so we'll start with Steve. Steve Moulton, hey. hi. How are you? Well... Uh, who, one of the things we might be talking about a little later is Sharknado. Should we tease it? And I heard that you were in it. I'm in the film Sharknado. Wow. I have speaking lines. Is Tara Reed the shark or the NATO? It's not an easy question, man. <laughs> Secondly, Ella Darling. Hello. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. You were one time a librarian. Yes, I used to be a reference librarian. And now you're a librarian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just catalog vaginas on camera yeah. with my tongue and fingers. Same thing. Dewey right. Decimal System of yeah. another kind. <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> and Wes Weitzenhofer. Getting awkward. <laughs> Wes Weitzenhofer. Hi. Uh, who, is, uh, who might as well be my co-host since you've been on all the fucking time. Yay. Though, <laughs> though you were not on the episode that just won me a Geeky Award. I, it's true. It was not. I want. There's. A, I wish I'd. Known have you guys heard of the Geeky Awards? I when just when now. you told me about yeah. it, the first annual Geeky Awards they, they're doing for podcast movies, anything geeky, anyone can enter, but then they have a series of judges who nominate whatever the fuck it is. Stanley is receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, and my very first podcast was all about Stanley. But I won the best horror supernatural episode for my zombies. Oh, cool. Uh, episode, which was with Cena Grace. Yay, Cena. Who uh, once edited The Walking Dead comic. He has a new comic coming out. He does have a new comic coming out. I'm really excited. In August. Beginning yeah. of August. Uh, shit, what is it called? Burn the Orphanage. Thank you. Burn the that Orphanage. Um, is a terrifying title. Not My Bag is something he just released through Image. He's working on Not My Bag, too, I, yeah. I hear. And then he also draws Little Depressed Boy. And then who else was on that? Joe Star Adventure was on Time that. too, right? He he, 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 I, he doesn't think he does Adventure Time. I think he was doing some covers for Adventure. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but he he's a really great artist. Anyway, you weren't on that episode. I know, and I won. Darn it! Mm, interesting. <laughs> Have me on this. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're just going to talk about geek shit. But one thing I love is trailers. Yeah. Everybody loves movie trailers. Mm. What what trailers have you seen? They're just making you like wanna cream all I mean or see the movie. <laughs> That's a good question. There's this whole controversy. I saw the trailer. I didn't think it looked too good for Ender's game. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. Everybody's so excited about it. I didn't read the book. Well, I haven't yeah. read the book, but I kinda dig the trailer. Hell no, it kinda looks eh. I got to meet Haley Steinfeld one day. That was an Oh really? What else was she in? Haley Steinfeld is a young girl from True oh. Grit. And I got to audition for True Grit to play the guy wearing the bear on his head. Oh, cool. And then last year, I went to Disneyland, got on Big Thunder Railroad, and little Haley Steinfeld was sitting in the car in front of me. And I'm like, weren't you in True Grit? And then we proceeded to scream our heads off for approximately four minutes on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Weird day. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah, you're like not allowed I, to have a crush a crush on her though. No, but it was just weird. Like I'm just saying, Steve, you're not I, allowed to have a crush on her. I'm she's, not. She's underage. But we I auditioned for a movie that she was in that takes place in frontier times, and we wound up bumping into each other in frontier town, right, or frontier land, frontier yeah. land, frontier land. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's weird, weird. Maybe you maybe you are destined to marry her. Look, I'm not going that way. <laughs> One thing about Andrew's game, the whole controversy about uh, the writer being very anti-gay marriage and stuff oh, like that. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Orson Scott Card. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's very, he's a practicing member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Mormon. Uh, and very anti-same-sex marriage. Like, oh, wow. has spoken out like and said pretty yeah. mean things about it. That seems strange for a sci-fi writer. You would think they'd be a lot more you progressive. You would think so. And so there's going to be this, apparently, a, it's funny because I guess the group's called Geeks Out that is going to boycott the movie because cool. of that. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention, just because I thought it was kind of interesting, is uh, Dustin Lance Black, who wrote Milk. Yes. Uh, did you guys see Milk? Mm-hmm. This is what he said. Boycotting a movie made by 99% LGBT equality folks in an LGBT equality industry is a waste of our collective energy. Making one phone call to a relative in the South who isn't quite there yet would be a thousand times more effective. The homophobic novelist who wrote the book hasn't been involved in decades. Oh. Misguided boycott. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, if he benefits financially from the film, then I understand people taking issue with it. But um, from what I gather, the whoever is producing it has actually really tried to distance themselves from him. He's not on the Comic-Con panels at all. He's not oh, really, oh, really involved in okay. it. And um, I don't know. I, I get why they're upset and I get what they're feeling, but I feel like... If they just paid him like one lump sum for the rights to the film, then if they donate that equal amount to like a really good LGBT charity, it kind of seems like that fight will have been fought and they can move on and focus yeah. their efforts on something more uh, relevant. Sort of like it's an offsetting your carbon footprint. Yeah. Right. yeah. Your social footprint. It's an interesting controversy because I, I, I don't really know where I stand on this, to be honest with you. You know, like I'll watch a Lenny Riefenstahl movie, but does it mean that I support Nazis? Yes. No. Oh, no. The answer is no. Alan. The answer is no. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I, I am of the belief if we boycotted every person or everything that was anti-gay, we probably wouldn't shop anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because there's so many CEOs and so many chairmen of companies that are very anti and have donated tons of money to like fight shit like this. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to stop going to Target or wherever, you know, because of that. Eh. Well, here's a question. What about all the people who worked on the movie who are not anti-gay? Yeah, pro gay rights, right? Well, like that's what that's what this that Dustin guy was saying. Yeah, I mean, like if you're doing it to one person in this, like you know, one cog in this giant wheel, and you're trying to prevent him from getting a, a little bit of money from it, you're also preventing all the other cogs who right. don't associate with that, or maybe are pro. You know, like they're they're for equal rights. Yeah. So don't don't boycott Ender's Game. I just don't see it because it looks horrible. Here's what I think. But, Here's but, what I think about boycott. I think you should do whatever your heart tells you to do. There you if go. you feel like you should boycott it, do it. Doesn't mean you should necessarily try to sway others to do it. Let everybody make their own decision. But yeah, vote with your dollar. Yeah, <laughs> but in in similar news, what the hell is Philip Seymour Hoffman doing in Catching Fire? What? Oh yeah, he I is have to in see there, it huh? now. Because Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. I thought the first one was fine. That was Did you? I didn't, I didn't think it was. I mean, it was okay. But my, like. My guess is first and foremost, uh, he's getting paid. And then B. Yeah, he probably is. But I mean, he seems like someone who maybe has a choice. Yeah. Nowadays. I don't know. But I'm willing to bet, you know, I mean, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge movie. You know, he's keeping his fan base alive, basically. Growing his fan base by 
showing up in a Hunger Games movie that a bunch of kids who may have never seen The Master will see, and they'll be like, whoa, I like that guy. I'm going to go watch Patch Adams. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen Boogie Nights, but Adams? I know this yeah. guy. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. I think he who does he right. play? He plays, he plays the guy that the Donald maker? Sutherland is like, we have to kill her, and he's like, I agree, we have to kill her. In yeah. the preview, at least, that's what he says. Yeah, I think he's helping Donald Sutherland in enacting this plan where all the winners of... because it's, it's He's like the hired contractor who like puts all the pieces in place. It seems Ooh. like he's going to be a fixer of sorts. Uh, uh, did you read the books? Yeah, okay, he's Plutarch Heavensby. Plutarch. See, I don't know anything about the books. In the books, is he kind of like a fixer? Is he the wolf? Ooh, don't rem- it's been a couple Donovan. years since I've read them. I, when I see it, I'll know more. Okay, but I'm that doesn't help us now. No, so. only one of us that okay. have read the books, I think. So, oh, yeah. all right, here you go. Harry Potter versus Hunger Games. Oh, Wes, oh. you're so adorable. It's so cute <laughs> that you would even compare them. No, no, no. I just the, the reason I asked that question is because, like, for example, um, we've seen a few book series for young readers or mm-hmm. young adults um, being made into movies being very, very successful. Um, one of the biggest successes is Twilight, which is leaps and bounds. Why is Twilight successful? Why is Twilight as a series, as a book series, even successful? Why was it published in the first place? Because Harry Potter proved that young adults are not incapable of reading really big books. They started right. reading these huge Harry Potter books, these tomes of young adult literature, and it proved to the market that kids and young people will read Books that are as long as Twilight. Twilight wouldn't exist without Harry Potter. Right. So I'm just curious where Hunger Games, because Hunger Games seems like it's not Twilight, right? I would say it would be in the middle of those. You think it's, that's, and that's why I asked the question in the first place. Yeah, it's in the middle of them, but I, I don't feel like they need to, like, I don't feel like they're even necessarily on the same spectrum. Um, in terms of success, Hunger Games is definitely not as successful as Twilight, but I think people feel much closer to it. I feel like a lot of people who really enjoy Twilight the first time they read it go on to feel almost betrayed by it when they realize that some of the <laughs> themes in it are really fucked up and just misogynistic and terrifying. Like, sure. it's fucked up. Whereas with Hunger Games, as you get older, you understand it more and you kind of appreciate the real world implications of it more, at least with the young people that I've worked with and that I've spoken to and kind of like watch them grow from younger readers into slightly older readers. Here's the thing. Twilight is a girl who needs to be protected by everyone. Hunger Games is a girl who is protecting everyone. Uh, Harry Potter is a girl and a guy who are pretty much equals. Yeah. You know, so I think that that kind of sums up what kind of books you want to read in a way. Do you but, want the strong female or do you want the one that needs to be protected by everyone? Hmm. And, and, and that will go into Pacific Rim a little bit. Yes. That seems to be the case, too, with Pacific Rim. It was like a girl who needs to be protected by everyone. Everybody's, all the guys are, you know, the leaders. What other girls were there in that movie, Super actually? Macho. Russian girl. Uh, yeah, that Russian girl. That was about it. Yeah, <laughs> but the Russian girl is not really a big enough character. We're going to try not to spoil too much. My girlfriend, Lisa, was the one who, because I didn't really notice it. I didn't notice it at all, just because I'm watching a fucking movie. But she's like, I hate movies like that. You know, they're so misogynistic. Yeah, girls need to be protected. The guys are all like... Yeah, can I ask a question about that? Sure. Would you rather see... And this is a good question for you, since you're the only female in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather see a movie filled with, let's say, 60% of the characters are women, but they're all dumb? They're all Bella Swan? Let's say. Hi-o. Or would you rather see a movie with one female character who's a main character and kicks ass? I feel like one female character who happens to kick ass is 
kind of tokenism almost like no look really? we have this one chick that is totally badass that is our complete jizz fantasy that we have put into one human being and that gives us a free pass to completely exclude women from the rest of the film i mean i don't think it needs to be either or but i think but i don't think the girl in pacific rim I was think a jizz fantasy saying that oh and i'm not saying this i would rather, ass, I would I rather see was. i'd rather see a girl be a strong character than a bunch of, than dumb, a bunch of dumb like girls. weak characters that, i could i can see that i agree with that but i don't i think that she was both i think that she ended up being strong but she was kind of dumb and weak and it's like there was there was no one character like why couldn't one of the other because i think i think there's a i think there's a theme in this about um, how much you trust people. Uh, that's like a really Ooh. important theme. And her... You gotta trust your Jaeger. Well, and <laughs> and how much she trusts the person who ended up being basically her father figure in her life. And what what emphasis she put on that. And that was that she ultimately trusted him more than anyone else. Until, you know, mm. spoiler. I th- yeah, it, it, it also I just thought the acting was really weird in that film, and the way she portrayed it was just like really weird to me. I don't know mm. if anybody else agrees with that, but there's something strange about the whole movie. Uh, well, what did you guys think of it? I uh, I went in knowing it was going to be corny, uh-huh. uh, and it lived up to that. But I also remember at one point sitting there thinking I might like this more than I like Avengers, and I've sort of That's cooled down. What's that, that is that's interesting. That is, yeah, and I've cooled down from that, but it, I would nevertheless, so. nevertheless, that thought occurred to my brain at one point where I was having so much fun Were watching. Were you having it. a stroke at the time? No, weird. Uh, not either kind. Huh? Uh, but at one point, I was having so much fun watching the movie that my brain said, "What if I like this more than Avengers?" Probably because you were in the moment. That that might have been it. Yeah, but I, I did enjoy it. I, well, uh, I'm I'm I've got a weird fascination with the idea of. Of a monster that gigantic and huge coming to terrorize mankind. Like, I well, love Cloverfield, and this yeah. was sort of... Well, it's a very, um, like uh, very Cthulhu-ish uh, oh, yeah. in nature, Necronomicon-type stuff yeah. with those monsters. Ella, what would you think of the film? I thought Charlie Hunnam was fucking hot. Hey-o. And I was... Is that Sons of Anarchy, dude? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, my God, dude. He's been in so oh my God. more than that. <laughs> the one girl, her prefer- first comment is, he was hot. I prefer and to call him undeclared I was dude. Oh, okay. so I can't really. I mean, what were you baked on? He was hot. Or, she was baked. Yeah, I was. It was organic, gluten-free, local cannabis ice cream. The important Ooh. part is the gluten-free and vegan. Yeah. Also vegan. Oh my lord! It was local, so Los Angeles. It was just is, all of Los Angeles happening yeah. in my mouth. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> but um, beyond that, I thought it. What I was awake for because I was really late and I was really baked. What I was awake for, I really enjoyed. Um, I didn't take any issue with the female characters. I thought that she was fucking awesome in okay. this film. And um, yeah, so it was fun. It was pretty. I need to watch it again because it was... You should probably see it again. Yeah, I, I kind of... yeah. When you're awake. Yeah. And cool. Wes, you seem to like the film. I really liked it. Um, I kind of with Steve, like there's parts of the movie that are dumb, you know, because it's a big dumb... Like It's, it's robots yeah, versus but, monsters. Yeah. So there's like some, some dumb... Like there's a little bit of idiot plot in there where if like two characters actually just communicated with each other, like it would solve some problems, which yeah. is great. So I thought some of the weapons were dumb too because it's like all of a sudden they pull out a weapon in the second or third fight and it's like, why didn't you pull that out in the first fight and end it faster? You like, mean that right. special yeah. weapon that everybody was like, yay, Thundercats. Yeah, well, there's... Yeah, different oh, things. Oh, yeah. It, but <laughs> on, the, on the flip side of that though... Every time they go into a fight, you did get something new. Yeah, that's which cool. I thought was kind of cool. It kept True. it for the fight scenes being so long. 
it was nice to be able to see something new that didn't get repetitive. It wasn't yeah. like just boring. Everybody, I think, goes into a film with different preconceived notions of things. Like, for instance, and by that I mean, since I'm a writer, I go and I'm kind of more aware of the script. Whereas, you know, someone else might be more aware of the visuals and stuff. So so when it comes to, like, the visuals and stuff, it was fantastic. Yeah. It looks so pretty. It sure. looks so great. But for the script, it's like, for me, it was like a D minus because it mm. was the cheesiest. It, name a cliche. It's in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, father-son yeah. yeah. moment. The Every cliche. dog and, just running around. And not only, though, not only was, was the cliche in there, the way it was acted was so cheesy. It was like, oh, really? okay, so, oh, look, it's our Iceman Maverick from Top Gun moment here. <laughs> but I think, that's, okay. I think that's by design. I think that, like... Well, no, it's by design, but it's still, it's like, I mean, yeah, Guillermo, I think he he co-wrote it, uh, this one, I think. I don't think he, he just wrote it, but, but I, I mean, could be wrong. But, but having, the, having the cliche there, I actually like that, because what he did is he took familiar tropes to us and said that it's still going to be this kind of movie. It's still going to be a, mo- a movie about monsters versus robots, but he put something kind of beautiful in the, in the film, and it shot really, really well, and, mm-hmm. you know, I Actually, shot great. I actually really, really like the performances for like, uh, th- a big monster movie. Um, I like. I mean, if I compare the performances in this to Matthew Broderick and Godzilla, I'm going to take Pacific Rim. Sure. Um, Sorry, bro. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Matthew Broderick and Godzilla. I mean, Godzilla sucked, but Matthew Broderick and Godzilla was doing a specific acting job. You know, cheesy corny on purpose. I think. Whereas I think Pacific that's Rim. What's going on? I don't. Here? I don't think so. I think. I, don't I think, think, it's I think done there's on purpose. a big over the top gesture that he's doing to appease the idea of you're doing a monster disaster film and it could have still been like avengers i feel like was a great script and also did all the action and everything great whereas this had everything except the script i think it was like difference between a very phoned in script the difference between avengers and this and i and i i understand what you're saying I kind of disagree. I think the difference between Avengers and this is that Avengers is is built and set up on, you know, five other films, and you've had a lot of build up, and you've had a lot of lead up. But every one of those five films was good, right? But they're all they're all introductory films, Mm. and what this film does differently is rather than saying, "Hey, we're creating a franchise here, and we're starting this off, and we're starting it real slow, and we're going to do a lot of development," what they did is they brought us into the end of the series. Yeah, true. This is this is a film that's like it's not it's not uh, like you know my wife walked out of the theater and she's like holy cow that was action from the very beginning of the yeah. film to the end of the film. That's what this movie is about, but what he did was so he took that idea of this non-stop action this big over the top like if any disagreement about the over the top intentional stuff look at ron perlman's character in that movie. Oh yeah. That is absolutely 100% intentional. I think all of it is. Those parts are great though. Right, I think I think all of it's intended to be that way, mm. and but what he did was in his very del Toro kind of way is he layered something subtle. You could argue subtle um, about, like I said, trust. There's a there's a I think sort of a conversation being had in this movie that they don't overtly say, but it's about um, siblings and parents and children and spouses and. I think there's something really interesting about the movie that I'm not sure everybody is necessarily picking up on because it's a dumb monster movie at the same time. But here's I the thing. Well lab partners, too. They had lab partner trust in there, too. Right. Well, the, the scientist, Charlie Day, and the other dude were the cheesiest part at the beginning. Oh, I love Charlie well, Day. Well, no, at the very beginning, I thought they were so freaking cheesy. But then Charlie Day, when he went off on his own, 
eventually. I thought then he was like, oh, okay, this is really funny. This is really good. But I, I understand everything you're saying, but compared to every other Guillermo del Toro film, I, it, all his scripts are awesome. I mean, I love Hellboy. I love Pencil. You know, they're all awesome. This, I think, was a little too cheesy. Mimic? He, mm. uh, sh- mimic? We, we speak not of Mimic. <laughs> I know, oh. but I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, if oh. we're going to talk about del Toro, Let's look. Let's talk about him as a whole. Let's not like no. Like let's pick and choose. Like, let's not let's pick and no, choose. We're like pick and choose. Devil's <laughs> Backbone and and no, we'll Pan's pick Labyrinth. We'll like pick honestly, Pan's Labyrinth. You know, was it, a, it was captured, a nightmare. It captured a lot of people, but like that's because people hadn't seen his other stuff. If if people had seen Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth wouldn't have seemed so great. His sounds. latest scripts have been really good, and I think this was a little turn. Uh, moving on, though, I completely understand. Apparently, I'm the only one here who didn't like it. Can I complain about the fighting one more time, though? No, yeah. I thought. See, I thought the fighting was great. The fighting was great, but what really bothered me was there was a lot of like pro wrestling going on in the fight scenes, mm-hmm. no, where true. they'd have the monster and then they would just like chuck him Throw away him. and kind of, yeah. And it's like, no, break the thing's neck already, rip like, things out. Well, it doing? happened too. I mean, this isn't really giving stuff away. You know, there's going to be a fight. You know, there's going to be. Part, body parts being ripped off and yeah. stuff. But yes, why throw him yeah. if you already have him in your clutches? I would have liked to have seen clearer view of the fights. Like I wouldn't mind a daytime sure. fight. That would have been great. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the one thing I liked, and going into Man of Steel a little bit, um, mm-hmm. the one thing that I thought was great about it war, was when they, and you, this is, again, this isn't giving shit away. When you have a movie like this, you're going to get buildings destroyed. Yeah, I thought all that stuff looked great. Yeah. Whereas Man of Steel... Was the whole thing was just buildings destroyed and looked like shit to me? Mm. I thought Man of Steel was really disappointing, but I think this did a great job with the fights. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic, and I would just watch it just for the fights. Sure, but um, it's a lot of fights too. Yeah, a lot. That's just me. But did you want to say anything about Man of Steel while we're on the subject? Mm. No, it made me sad. Why? Because you're going to go on for like ten minutes on it? No, I wish I could have liked it more. I agree with that. Man of Steel was was the Superman Returns of Superman. Oh, oh! I think it's better. I don't know what that means? I would, I would put it. I would put it better than three, four, or returns. Well, but I enjoy three, three more you, three, with Richard Pryor. Really? I enjoy yeah, I it more probably. <laughs> um, I thought Russell Crowe was really, really good in it. Best part of Man of Steel was the Krypton beginning. Eh. I, I love the Krypton stuff. I love all the different Russell's Krypton performance. Stuff. Like made it work. Yeah, I, I didn't like Michael Shannon very. I like I like Michael Shannon in general. I didn't like him as Zod very much. Um, yeah, he was a little well, weird. I kind of dug him as Zod, and I kind of liked how they worked in like, well, maybe is this too spoilery? Sort of Zod's intentions. How? No, because you're not saying the intentions. Oh, okay. But I kind of liked how <laughs> he had intentions. Well, his intentions <laughs> ruined the film for everyone. His intentions in this movie were certainly a bit more noble than they were in the old Christopher Reeve. You know what's uh, interesting about that? Superman's. Though? I kind of understand. I, I get what you're saying with that. Yeah. What, what I find interesting about that, though, is that he doesn't really seem like a general to me. He's not very sophisticated, sure. and he's not very well thought out. I it's just he's just like I'm gonna kick the door open yeah. and I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like that's basically Zod's mo in that film. That's a good and point. I felt like he doesn't really seem like a general to me. He seems like a like a lackey like dog. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. I think I agree with that. Did anyone see the Lone Ranger? Like I want to. But I'm not in a hurry, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel that way too. We won't get too much into it. Uh, Wes and I saw it. Mainly, I wanted to mention it since it seems like it's going to be the John Carter for uh, Disney Ooh. all over again. Worse than John Carter, I think. Yeah, well, because uh, $200 million to make, $100 million to market, and... Oh, John Carter was more expensive, so... Was but it? I thought it was about John Carter, same. though, like as much crap that, that, as that went through by like the 
end of the first week or second week, it, it worldwide it had already made its money back. Okay. okay. See, John Carter I didn't like, but Lone Ranger, I think people are uh, giving it a bad rap. I actually thought it was pretty good. I okay. mean, there's too much Johnny Depp mugging for the camera. There was definitely way too much of that. Him and his full crow on his head. Exactly. But uh, overall, I thought it was a cute story, and it was actually pretty funny. I actually like the movie. I... I I think I understand why people didn't like it. I I know the things I don't like about it. I think there's too much CG in the film. Uh. Um, and uh, it's not enough of what like you kind of personify the Lone Ranger to be. Oh. He's very he's a very weak character in the film. Like the like the guy is a weak guy. Yeah, um, but and it's, it's his, not it's his origins. I mean, you would yeah, think if they were going to make a sequel, he'd be a little more strong. In the in the original, he's like already a Texas Ranger, and he's you know he's done some badass things already. He's confident with a weapon, and yeah. in this, he's kind of he's kind of bumbling in it um, for most of the movie, and I was a little disappointed with that. It's not very westerny. Um, I don't. I didn't mind the that part, the bumbling part, just because I feel like he had to grow as a character, which he did. I Whatever. think. I think if they'd done two things, I think that they had capitalized on the more traditional Western aspects, which is why people go see a movie called The Lone Ranger, right. and they would have got rid of a lot of the stupid jokes because there's a lot of like, you know, really dumb little kid humor that's definitely there for little kids, but yeah. not for adults. Yeah, a lot of that. Who's if the Jar Jar Binks in this movie? Tonto. Oh, fair mm-hmm. enough. Although I, I didn't actually dislike him. Okay. What I didn't like about what they did with him is, um, uh, without going too heavily into detail, there's a thing with a pocket watch where he's, where he's looking at this pocket watch a lot in the movie. Right. And it's like you have this kind of weird, messed up, kind of very stylistic character who's yeah. constantly reaching to his pocket and checking a thing. And I thought, it's just like Jack Sparrow in the compass. Oh. You know, it's like yeah. it just it just felt like we'd well, seen it all before. Call. That's the problem with Johnny Depp nowadays, is he's doing these characters that are just like, Oh look, I'm being weird and shit. And he just signed or now he hasn't just signed on, but I think he's uh in talks to do Mad Hatter again for yeah, he, the I think he signed. Uh, did he sign as, as of yesterday he hadn't signed yet. Oh, I but I still it's like eh, I hated him as the Mad Hatter. He's capable of so much more. He yeah. can do so much more. He's such a complex and just richly diverse actor i feel like it's just easy or it's what's expected and people really like him in those roles unfortunately because that's what keeps bringing him back it's just weird and you can dress up like him for halloween yeah yay or maybe he's doing it because i see so many people just dressed as jack sparrow maybe he's trying to do roles that his kids can see i don't know he's just capable of more and it's it's kind of depressing seeing him just go back into the same roles without venturing back out into things that are actually challenging for him as an actor dead man two or (laughs) dead man two yeah he used to do a lot better i mean now it's uh, again it's stuff that it's like hey let's put white makeup on him that's yeah. basically it. And t- shit, even with Tonto, it was white makeup. Yeah. Oh, man. He just put white makeup on Johnny Depp and yeah. then put him in a movie. That's all he does. Tim Burton's not directing the second one, though. The dude that, d- that directed The Muppets is, uh, was it James Bobbin? 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 You're talking about the second Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, the second Alice in Wonderland. What story is left to be told in Wonderland? Yeah. That's my question. I don't know. Weren't there two original okay. films? Well, there was know. Alice in Wonderland and then what? Alice Through the Looking Glass? Through the Looking Glass. Which is sort of what we I'm sure this, I don't mind Alice in Wonderland. I like Alice in Wonderland. I didn't like the movie that Tim Burton made, but I. I like the character. Real, yeah. real quick on Lone Ranger. I just wanted to say something about Lone Ranger that oh. I actually really liked. He wasn't exactly Lone. Props for not overusing Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, because she's she's oftentimes good. in movies, they like just put her in because she's so like weird. And it's like they just use her and use her and use her and use her. And in this, they use her very well, sparingly. She's contractually obligated to be in Johnny Depp movies. It this is the first one that she's... Apparently. This is the and first Johnny Depp movie she's been in that's not directed by Tim Burton. That's okay. what I was wondering. Because... Yeah. 
Tim Burton and Johnny Depp are like connected at the dick or something, and oh, yeah, Helen yeah. Bonham Carter like is always. It's. I believe they call that docking. Yes. Oh. 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 The things I miss doing lesbian porn. Interesting, Wes, that you would know that. I thought it was space docking, not just docking. Oh, I don't know about that. Either way. One quick film that probably only Wes and I saw, and let's only spend like 30 seconds on this, uh, Pawn Shop <laughs> Chronicles, no, uh, was probably my wor- It's probably going to be the worst film of the year for me. I, I don't Horrible. Th- Horrible movie. <laughs> uh, with so many good people in Elijah Wood, Brendan Fraser, Paul Walker, Vincent D'Onofrio, Norman Reedus, who wears a mask the whole time. But horrible, horrible film. Pawn Shop Chronicles. Um, yeah. Thomas Jane. I loved seeing Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane in it. Oh. Uh, it was like, hey, Fraser. Did you say Brendan Fraser? Yes, I did. Hey, let's do little weird vignette stories and make a horrible movie with all these people. It just Thomas didn't come together. That sounds for like me. fun. Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to, be. to be a comedy. It's an action comedy and it's kind of dark. And um, Yeah, don't see it. But one movie I'm dying to see Red yeah. 2? Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yeah. So I've seen it. Yeah, you did see it. Did you see it, Wes? I have not seen it. Yeah, you saw an early screening. I got to go to it's, an early screening. That's probably all I should say. It's basically the making of Mary Poppins um, and Tom yeah. Hanks plays Walt Disney. Yeah. Oh. It looks really good, though. It and, does look really good. Uh, Emma, what's her name? Um, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson plays uh, so the lady who, uh, who wrote uh, the book, I guess. Yeah. And who apparently has a problem with the way Walt Disney is going to make the film. And so Several that's what the problems. whole movie is about. Several problems. I don't know how I feel. Like, I love Tom Hanks as a performer and I'm fine with him playing Walt Disney. But when I saw the trailer, yeah. it didn't really feel like Walt Disney to me. Huh. Not that I knew Walt Disney, but <laughs> I think of all that, like, like he uses a really strong accent in it. And I feel like I've never really noticed that. I mean, I've heard yeah. Walt Disney speak a million times. I've never noticed a really strong accent before. I mean, I know he's from... Missouri, but yeah, Missouri, Missouri. Come on, Wes. But I'm, I'm less worried about what he sounds like. But the movie itself looked really cool. Like I didn't know that story. And yeah, it looks like a cute story. It's a fun movie. It looks like it'll be very uh, sweet. You yeah. kind of you kind of fall in love with with classic Disney all over again. Like when I was watching, oh, that's great it, to hear. That was my most fun thing. Was I was like, like this is reminding me of being a kid when you know the the Sunday night Disney Wonderful World of Disney movie would come on and that sort of thing. And yeah, it was a really good feeling. Oh, that's that cool. Stuff. I like hearing See, that's that. what I'm hoping for. I that want a feel-good movie. I want the feel-good movie of the year. I think that's more my genre, the feeling good. The, the feel-good movies yeah. of the year. <laughs> um, and you know what also looks good? Which may, I don't know if I'm the only one who's seen the trailer for this. The Lego movie. What? I have not seen it. It looks really Lego cute. Movie? There, I didn't know that was... the, there's a Lego movie. Uh, it looks really cute. You should what? watch the trailer. Um, I don't, I, I've never been a huge Doctor Strange fan. Uh, the comic book character? Yeah, have you guys... I'm all Sorcerer for this. Ca- you're talking about the casting, I'm all for it. Uh, well, the rumor is Joseph Gordon-Levitt will play Doctor Strange. Really? Here's my feeling about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm okay with them casting him pretty much in any role. Yeah, I, I love Jogo Lev, but I feel like... <laughs> Jogo Lev. For Doctor Strange... He's a little young for Doctor Strange. Yeah, huh? I feel like I would want like a dude who's closer to like his 40s or maybe That's even the thing. 50s. Doctor Strange has always been pretty old, so it's like, well, are they going to age him? Right. You know, because Dr. Strange has the iconic sides, you know, yeah. uh, the sides of gray hair. I don't know. If he hadn't been in the Batman movies, I would have said Liam Neeson. Would have been my pick. Liam Neeson as Dr. Strange? Yeah. Right. Is Dr. I, Strange based on Vincent Price? Like, is the, the character like drawing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's, it would be. We're going to figure around out. the same time. First appearance right here. in 1963. Who's going to be the perfect Dr. Strange? Vincent Price would have been the perfect Dr. Strange. Vincent Price would have been great. I don't know. He's a little... He was, he's a little dead and old. But, well, a little, um, like, a little too Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a bit young. To play yeah, Dr. I feel Strange. like he's in such a prime age right now to become 
the next gigantic action star that to play a guy who's yeah. a magician seems like we know nothing about the movie though so True. maybe it's like the earliest days of Doctor Strange yeah and maybe it's Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. Yeah. maybe exactly. at the end of the movie he turns into Liam Neeson <laughs> you know what I just saw with uh, Joe Golove yes Premium Rush what a horrible piece of shit Premium Rush I also saw Premium Rush it was on Rush. TV the other day what a horrible hor- I don't like, think I've seen that I feel like it couldn't decide what kind of movie it wanted to be I feel like it was like, hey, you know what? We're going to be a piece of shit. Let's just lay there. Because that, it's how, it was well, so bad. I don't think any movie ever plans to be a piece no, of shit. No, I think it did. <laughs> I think it was one of those. You know how, uh, how some actors have to do movies for studios so that they yeah. can do their passion project or their other project? I'm hoping that's why he did the movie. Yeah. It's like, okay, you do this and you can be uh, Robin or whatever. You, yeah. can, you can direct Don, John. Yeah, Don. You can make Don. I don't know if it's the same company, but it yeah. feels like that because oh my god, it was and Michael Shannon was in it too as Zod. Right? No, he wasn't Zod, but he was the bad guy. <laughs> he came in and straight oh, Jamie Chung. <laughs> Jamie Chung is in that movie too. She's the young lady she that is. is trying to help. She is. She was. She's from I'm the a, real world. I'm a big fan of her. Since hers. you brought up Michael she's Shannon done a lot again, since the real world, she's from the real world. But she's if wonderful. You're, if you've been in the real world, you'll always be in the real world. Just like the Jacinda Barrett. From, she's still wonderful. Though. From Zero Hour, which was canceled, but and they Ladder 49 keep showing on Saturday wow. night. Since we're talking about. Michael Shannon, if you can still find it in theaters, you should go see The Iceman. I heard it was good. Yeah, it's better than average, but right. Michael Shannon's performance in it is very good, and so is Chris Evans is really good in it. Oh, cool. And Winona Ryder really surprised me. She's very good in it. All right. Is it about the mobster serial killer yes. guy? Yes. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Um, nice yeah. I didn't even know that it opened great. already. Performances yeah, are great. Well, it came and went. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it... it Flew in on the breeze. Yeah, I mean, the, for performances. Like, if you want to see a movie that, that has really great performances, that's one I recommend. So before we get into some TV talk here, Ella, I think you're going somewhere tomorrow. Where are you going? Where are you I'm going? I'm going to Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh, I'm jealous. I feel like we definitely need to talk about Comic-Con a little bit. Are there any panels that you know of that you're excited to see? Or, like, what, what are the reasons you're going? Um, I go every year because it's awesome. And I have – it's my one time a year to see – all of my friends in one place, or a lot of my friends in one place, who I don't get to see very often. Um, I don't tend to go to many panels. I just kind of like see if something's going on in the next 10 or 20 minutes and someone's going to go, then I'll go with them. Yeah. I go to the Adult Swim ones because I have some friends who work for Adult Swim. Cool. And I don't know. I look forward to Comic-Con partially because it's like a huge geek mall. You're surrounded by people who are like-minded, who are awesome who like the same shit that you do who are very frequently probably the people who are not always included in everything who know what it's like to feel excluded from shit that they want to go to and comic-con which is why i really like comic-con and also why i feel like a lot of the parties and a lot of the exclusive like vip events at comic-con are shitty and out of place because that's not what comic-con is about it's about going and being around your people and not feeling like the like not cool enough to get into places yeah like that's not what comic-con is i am really (laughs) excited um i'm gonna be putting together a photo shoot with a bunch of sexy porn stars who go to comic-con and cosplay who Mm -hmm. like for whom that's their thing yeah hey, we're just going to pull some chicks and put them in costumes, but chicks who are really into cosplay. And we're going to do a cool photo shoot for Hustler. Oh, nice. And I'm putting that together, so I'm really jazzed about that. Do you normally go in cosplay at all? Yes, I do. What did you do last year? Last year I did um, a more conservative Luna Lovegood. I did an Alice in oh. Wonderland. Um, who else did I do? A more like a conservative regular Alice in Wonderland Luna or like Lovegood. sexy Alice in Wonderland? Kind of sexy. I mean, everything I do is a little bit slutty because I'm slutty, so... <laughs> That's the way I see well, it. Like, 
slutty adaptations of characters that I like. That's just my take on them. This time I had someone make me a latex Luna Lovegood costume, which is going to be rad. <clears throat> And um, latex one of my, Luna Lovegood. Wow. Yeah, I designed it. Um, I, hey, wow. Luna Lovegood's the blonde. Yeah, she's the Harry spacey Potter. blonde one. Yeah, the she's Ravenclaw. a Ravenclaw. She's a Ravenclaw. Remember what she a wears? Ravenclaw. She just wears a little Ravenclaw uniform, so it's hmm. kind of an adaptation of a Ravenclaw uni- Made uniform okay. in latex. Sexy latex. So it's the colors. Yeah. Um, right. I don't have it yet. It is hopefully arriving at my house right now. But okay. you, do you go and hang with? Uh, was that the um, the girl that does all the cosplay, Jessica Nigiri? Do you like no. hang with that girl because she's. I don't really hang out with a the, lot of cosplay people. Like, I don't identify as a clo- a cosplayer. I'm just a nerd who wears costumes to gotcha. Comic Con. Does um, she do adult stuff? Does I she get naked? I don't know. Because if know. she gets naked, Does she I, I should probably talk she, to her. Well, actually, <laughs> the zombie card game thing. Oh. Yeah, she's one of the characters in that. Oh, the one she's, that we just did. Yeah. Cool. We just did this cool zombie card game called Z Year Z. One. Uh-huh. Um, we, uh, my husband is doing a bunch of the photos for it, so we had a big photo shoot with a bunch of cool zombie shit. I'm a survivor. I'm a, I'm the banshee, and I'm also the bride, but you can only see like my hand and my foot. Okay. But um, I'm too badass, scary. That's cool. Cards and and, and this was crowdsourced, right? Yeah, it was, it was a Kickstarter crowd, project. Crowdfunded that got fully funded, and it, it, it's online, right? It's going to be an online card game. Uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be online. It's also going to be a physical, tangible. Card you can buy set. a card set. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was kind of a, like when uh, your husband Facebook messaged me and was like, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" I was like, "This is kind of like a dream come true, being a part of a game." Yeah, you know, like. When we were looking for people to call to have come and be characters, it was like, okay, obviously it was. I mean, oh. king of the board games, basically, yeah. over there. That's pretty exciting. And my wife, Desi, is uh, uh, one of the fallen in it. She's, oh, her no. photos that I saw looked unbelievable. Her uh, so, Ella's, so she's zombified or is she dead? Uh, she is zombified. Okay, cool. The fallen are the, the, the zombies. zombies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're called the fallen. The yeah. fallen. She looked so creepy and awesome. It was really cool. You know what I would be excited for? What? I mean, apparently there's going to be a huge line for it. The X-Files 20th anniversary panel. Yeah, right? Wow. Shit. They're both there. Yeah, they're both there with everyone there. Yeah, Shit. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, actually, there's a, a Tom and Jerry panel. Really? Be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think there's a movie or something coming out. Um, that I think Paul Dini's part of that one. That's I know he's cool. going to be there. He's going to be in several panels, I think. Aren't they actually making Pacific Tom and Jerry, where it's like <laughs> little Jerry's are coming up through the breach and they build a big oh, robot? Oh, the Jerry's, the oh, Jerry's get inside a dog robot. Is that what it is? The dog robot, the big bulldog. Fights the giant there's a, uh, Tom Kaiju. Yeah. There's a panel for the new Tom Cruise movie. I don't know if Tom Cruise is going to be there. They the movie the title. Jack yeah, Richard the movie Jim. actually seems pretty good, uh, or seems pretty interesting. No, it, it used to be called uh, All You Need Is Kill. And now it's called oh, yeah, I heard about Edge that. of Tomorrow. Oh, fuck that. All yeah. you need is kill sounds amazing. I know, right? <laughs> it's basically Tom Cruise. I'm going to read the synopsis. Tom Cruise stars as a futuristic soldier who gets caught in a time loop and has Ooh. to fight the same battle against alien invaders and die over and over again. Fortunately, he gets more skilled and learns new tactics with each go around. So it's Groundhog Day, the basically, war. One other uh, thing that is a rumor that they're going to release or reveal a Comic-Con is a new Predator movie, but I feel like who the oh. fuck cares? It's a remake. Okay. It's a remake. Really, right did you like Predator that much? I, yeah. I love the original Predator. Uh, speaking of Predator, as as my listeners know, I buy a lot of auction prop items, such as my Lost Pillars. People actually buy that shit. Yeah. Well, I have <laughs> four catalogs here of auctions that they're doing. And Let's go through it page by page. Well, no, I listed a few <laughs> yeah, that like I feel hours. like people will be pretty psyched to know that they're selling, but uh. none of us will be able to afford yeah. Uh, except for maybe Ella. Alan, Alan's been teasing me with 
one particular set I've been of items. Oh. With some items. My um, favorite film of all time has stuff, costumes and props being sold in this auction. And they're like, I think he was, I think the lowest price that he said they expect to start at is like $3,000. Yeah. And I don't we'll get into it a little bit though. I mean, we won't, we won't talk about it too much. For the we'll record, uh, Wes's well, favorite film of all time is Troma's class of Newcomb high. Yeah. Right? <laughs> class of Newcomb high. Thoughts Return to horror high with George Clooney. There you go. Uh, I know you want to talk about PS4 and Xbox Fiesta. Yeah. Um, Xbox Fiesta. Do you game at all? Uh, not too much. I like keeping up with games, but I'm not a gamer. I yeah. I'm the same way. I can't um, friend. You have them. Uh, how about you, I Steve? Um, I don't game so much. much. I used to not have to game because I just watched G4 a lot. And now G4 doesn't seem to do much video games. Well, isn't that the Esquire channel now? It's about to become yes, Esquire. Like, like right now, they're oh, okay. still showing new Ninja Warrior, but they're advertising the change to Esquire. Well, none of us really uh, game too much except for Wes, but I promised that he could talk about something. I'm just excited. I'm excited. Next Generation but Games. you're ex- excited for the Xbox. Yeah, I'm excited for next generation games just in general. Okay. But yeah, the Xbox is the one I've decided to. I mean, I'm not usually loyal to one over the other. Like in a in an ideal world, everybody would have all the systems. You're telling me They're way too expensive to do yeah. that. I have all the. I systems. know you do. In an ideal world, everybody would have food, Wes. Right. Yeah, true. That <laughs> universal health care. Like if well, you look at like Microsoft Illuma Room. Um, people are really big on Oculus Rift right now. What's a Lumina Room? The Lumina Room is uh, it uses a Kinect sensor and a small projector that you put on your coffee table, and it maps your room and basically masks out your TV, and it uses the room as part of the game. What? Oh, is that the thing that I was I, – actually, I have it on here. I have your Microsoft patents a version of a holodeck. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Okay. So the difference says, is you can't actually oh, touch anything. The patent suggests Microsoft wants to take gaming beyond a single screen, turn it into an immersive experience, beaming images all over the room, accounting for things like furniture, bending graphics around them to make a seamless environment. It's, it's the future of gaming, what? I think. Um, it's the future. No, I do. I do think it's the future of gaming. Like the, like you should you work watch, for Microsoft. There's a, I used to work for, well, I used to work at Microsoft. <laughs> I saw this like really long video. It's like a seven or eight minute video on YouTube you guys should check out um, where like they're playing a racing game and there's snow falling. And how fast your car is moving determines the direction and the speed in which the snow falls around your room. Whoa. And the snow accumulates on your floor. What? And, so, it, and if you freeze in the game, you die in real life. Yeah, true. I think that if Xbox has oh a map of my room, including like, that's where my bong is, and that's where all my sex toys are, and that's where <laughs> my closet of illegal shit is, Tell us then more Xbox about can be subpoenaed room. for ah. my, well, this map of my it's room. Not, it's not the whole room. It's, you know, it's the same thing as like a Kinect. You, you, know, you, you have the Kinect pointing at one direction. So in this case, this new Kinect device will be pointed at your screen. Or you, I don't know if you guys have seen the Disneyland has a small world thing at night where they project things and it looks like the actual structure moves. Yeah. They, right. It's all done through projection. They do the same thing in this Illuma room. Oh, wow. So so they showed an example where the room looks like it's just lit like normal, but then when the guy fires the gun, you see air ripples across your furniture. Holy moly. That's cool. Okay, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. To move past gaming a yeah. little bit. Xbox One, yeah. Why do you want the Xbox over the PS4? Well, the games. I, I, I watched both the conferences. Um, there were more games on the Xbox One that I that they showed at least mm. that um so basically it's like anything else if you want if you like more games on yeah. a specific system that's why you're going for i it. think yeah there was a couple on on playstation at e3 like last of us hadn't come out yet i was like oh, i really want to play last of us but that's a playstation 3 game anyways it wasn't mm. playstation 4 and then there was one called murdered soul suspect and i was like oh that might be worth <laughs> getting funny. a playstation 4 and then i just read that it's coming out on the xbox one okay and then there's one other game 
like literally one other game on the PlayStation that looked interesting to me. And it's um, like an arcade game that you download. It's a, like a, like a smaller game. It's not like a big title. So there just wasn't really much on the PlayStation front. The other thing I didn't like about them is they've been huge dicks about the whole thing. Like they could totally take the high road on this because they did, they did have a better press conference. They did, you know, listen to their fans. They do have a lower price point. Um, They do have great hardware, but they're such dicks about it that it's like who Xbox? No, PlayStation. Oh, okay. okay. Here's what I here's why I don't like the Xbox One. I grew up playing video games. I grew up. I started with a Nintendo. I was fucking in love with my Super Nintendo. Like we were yeah. BFFs for a while. So it started out as like a friend who was always there to play with, even mm-hmm. when you didn't, even when you couldn't go to your friend's house, even when you couldn't play with your friends. And now I feel like that friend has grown up and become a creepy son of a bitch who's going to sit in your living room, like facebooking about everything you do all the time. That <laughs> camera and microphone are always on. No, you Whoa. can turn them off. You can turn them off now. From the very beginning, you can turn those off. Okay, I was I was informed that that was not the case. Nope. But in any case, like it's that's just a lot of information for it to be aggregating about me, and I'm welcoming that asshole into my house. I know, and my. <laughs> Choices to to not let them but, in anymore. But you could. But you could. But I, that's what I'm saying. Is like there's this, this really interesting thing with like disinformation that has been going out from the very beginning of this whole like sort of war between these systems, and that you know a lot of people didn't think that you could turn that off. But from the very beginning, in the initial Xbox One, you could always turn that feature off if you didn't want to be able to have. Like if you turn that off, you can't say Xbox on and have it turn on its own. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty small price to pay to have that privacy. But it still functions then. But it still functions. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So you, the only thing you have to do is you have to leave it plugged in, and that has to do with like signal flow. But sure, it does. leaving it plugged in and having it on are two very different things. Okay. The only other person I know that uh, that's a big gamer is, is uh, Lisa, who I've mentioned before, and I asked her her opinion because I know nothing about mm-hmm. it, and this is why she's going to go with the PS4. Sure. Over the Xbox. Um, apparently, and, and tell me if the Xbox has this. I don't know. Sure. But she says PS4 has removable and upgradable hard drives. Or a hard drive. That She's correct. Xbox like that. does not have yeah. a... Uh, but you can add a hard drive, as large a hard drive as you want through their USB mm. 3 port. Um, and she said no used game restrictions. Uh, she used to work at GameStop. There's no so used game restrictions on the Xbox. Uh, did, they, did they change that then? Yeah, but I mean, yes and no. There were no used game restrictions on it before okay. it was um this is complicated somebody can argue this um let's make it less complicated then. it's 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 the problem is it's a complicated issue that's a the, uh, yes and no they, they they didn't have a used game restriction but they there was the opportunity for the publishers to put um, to put in a game used game restriction now, I recently bought Far Cry 3, Borderlands 2, and Injustice, yeah. but can't tear myself away from Candy Crush. <laughs> um, and uh, Simpsons tapped out, oh, and uh, Badland uh, on my iPhone and iPad. Badland. To, uh, yeah, Badland. The S- App Store intense. had this five-year anniversary thing. They gave away some free games, and Badland was one of them. And one, like, cool. best visuals or something. It's a really pretty game. And you can play it on your phone? Yeah, phone and iPad. They gave away, like, All where's right. my water and... Yeah, I got Where's My Water. I'm obsessed with it. I have the Where's My Mickey. I have the Where's My Perry. I want to play Where's My Mickey. I love those games. I can't can't stop playing, especially Candy Crush. Mm. Mm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Here's a secret. The problem with Candy Crush is you run out of lives and then you have to wait. Yeah. If you advance your uh, date and time, I do it on my Mm. iPad because I don't like doing it on my phone. If you advance your date and time a couple hours, the game thinks it's the future. Weird. you, You just keep advancing it. 
Wow. I know that a roommate of mine has lost a lot of sleep playing Candy Crush, so I've been avoiding it like the plague. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, basically, it's like what is that game? Bejeweled or bedazzled? Bejeweled? Or yeah, bejeweled? one of those. Yeah, bejeweled, but a different. You know, with different versions. So it's, it's I'll stick with my Tower of Hanoi if it's all the same. It's a lot of fun. So uh, to segue into television. I figure I'll give my the company I work for a little plug Sweet. because it kind of goes along with Comic-Con. I'm working at 495 Productions, who did Jersey Shore and, and all those classy shows. Ah. But they're doing a show now that I, I wanted to work on, but uh, instead I'm, I'm going to go work on Snooky JWoww in New Jersey for six nice. weeks. Nice. Give JWoww my love. Yeah, but they're doing a show called Fandemonium. I've heard, of, I've mm-hmm. heard this before. It's going to be fall, uh, fall this year. I think on Sci-Fi... Uh, basically, I'll read the little synopsis. A six-part docu-series that celebrates the incredibly unique, often misunderstood, and infinitely fascinating fangirl and fanboy culture. I love it. Living together in an L.A. apartment complex, a tight-knit group of pop culture-obsessed fans continue to find their place in the world and flourish thanks to their passions and personalities. So, basically, a lot of geeks in the house. I love it still. Yeah. Real, geeky real world. Real world do they have to world? compete? Basically. I yeah. know. I don't like know. King of the Nerds? I, that's all I really know about it since I'm not working on it. I didn't watch... I should have watched some footage while I was there. Is that what King of the... Did they live in a house together in King of the Nerds? Yeah, in King of the Nerds, they lived in a big house, but they had to compete every day for, like, yeah. to stay That was a house. competition show. This is yeah. a docu-series. So, yeah, I would say more of, like, a real like Jersey Shore okay. for geeks type my, of show. My roommate, so it could be fun. My yeah. roommate worked on a reality show where they followed girl cosplayers around to different conventions. Cosworld? I'm I have no idea what it's called. Yeah, I think that might be sci-fi, too. It could be wrong. If any cosplay girls need security at Comic-Con, I work cheap. <laughs> six foot six. Did anyone watch 666 Park Avenue or Zero Hour? I did. But no. Both. Do you guys watch a lot of TV or no? I yes. watch a lot of TV. I only watch Netflix. You watch Netflix? Yeah. But there's TV on Netflix. I watch a lot of TV on Netflix, but if it's not on Netflix, then I, yeah. I can't well, watch 666 it. Well, 666 and Zero Hour canceled, but they, uh. they were nice enough to show the remainder of the season, their first seasons, on Saturdays. Oh, cool. And 666 yeah. just ended. Did you see it? I haven't finished it. I have okay. not finished it. I feel like they just, I won't say anything, I feel like they've just filmed that last part. And it's mm. still no ending. There's no ending, so no. maybe don't bother. Yeah. No, I mean, if you watch it. I, Zero, that, was a, that was a show that I, you know, it's like. They were disappointing to me, but every, I mean, whatever. Zero Hour, I thought it was too ambitious for the execution. I didn't think it was executed well. Gotcha. Yeah, um, no, makes, that's true. 666 Park you know, Avenue. They wanted to do a Da Vinci Code on TV. I think. That's uh, what they were trying to do with Zero Hour. Right. I think, I think Park Avenue was one of those shows where I think it could have been. I think it could have been the new X Files, personally. Interesting. Wait, which one? Six 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 Park Avenue. No, seriously though, which one? Yeah, yeah, Six Six Six. I'm seriously <laughs> it, that show. Every week started just like an X Files episode, uh, and they explored different. I mean, we knew we knew where basically this, the hotel where, is kind of hell. That's basically oh, the point of the show. Yeah, uh, and they're canceled anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you know, it's really Terry disappointing. Quinn's great. I like Terry Quinn. You know it was really disappointing, kind of boring, and lacked a lot of heart, which I was really looking forward to? What? I don't know if any of you have seen it, but Bates Motel. Oh, see, I enjoyed Bates Motel. See, I, I thought it lacked any sort of like heart. Oh. It. And I know it's a fr- freaking like, creepy show, but it should have some heart. You should care. I didn't care about any of the characters. Interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have enjoyed it more as like, I'm just waiting to see you know these early stages of Norman and, and Mrs. Bates and just how they get a little crazier each time. So maybe in that, I wasn't even looking for heart. It got a little better towards the end. You know yeah. where the heart is? Uh, the girl with the with the tube in her nose. What was her name? Emma? Yeah. Something but, like that. Yeah. She's the heart. But not even. It's like, oh, look at this really attractive girl. She's got a tube in her nose. How sorry for her. It's like 
But what? she cares so much about Norman. And Norman's brother, yeah. he is really yeah. protecting the heck out of those weed fields. Yes, we'll see what happens. It's fun. I'll give it that. I watch a lot of shows to like see them all. Yeah. yeah. But to really like have me hooked and be excited, um, you really have to move the story every week. Yeah. And if you don't do that, like it'll stay in my queue, but yeah. I'll get around to it one day. It's not one that I'll come back to, you know. You know what did do that? Did exactly. anyone see Orphan Black? I have not seen Orphan no. Black. No. Orphan Black. I don't good. know if it's going to be on Netflix. It was really good. It's not sci-fi. It's BBC America. Yeah. Uh, came on after Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, pretty, good sh- pretty good show. I-, I definitely recommend seeing the first season whenever it comes out on whatever streaming service. Yeah. You know what show I, I just watched like four or five seasons in like two weeks? What? Uh, I just, I'm late to the party, um, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Absolutely love that. How show. many seasons yeah. have there? Been? That show five. five. Okay, so you watched them all. Yeah, that show is absolutely amazing. Mm. Like every episode moves forward. I, every so episode. Good. I originally watched the first episode when it first came out. Yeah, and I was like, eh, and so didn't watch it until season four. Then I watched all of them. I'm like, all right, I should have given it a chance. So now yeah. I'm caught up, and yeah. it's definitely really good. I'm definitely biased, but I really, really appreciate that they have a porn star character who they who they portray as being very humanized. She's okay, yeah. a mother and she's a wife and she's like a human outside she's not of a diva. Who's that? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Lila. Are you not caught up? Show. Uh, I watched seasons one and two. Oh, okay. So I don't think she appears until like maybe, maybe she plays her. She actually, she actually appears pretty, pretty early on in the show, but she doesn't become an important character until, That's true. until right. season two. <laughs> who's the guy that created that? It's Katie uh, Seagal's husband. The guy who's in it, uh, who plays the guy who goes to prison for them. Oh. oh. Yeah, what's his name? Bill Sons of Anarchy. Mitch Hedberg. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Kurt Sutter? Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter. Okay, I have a message for Kurt Sutter. Quit killing characters that I love. Oh. Oh. He's the guy. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not he's the guy from it. the gang who eventually goes to prison for them. Or, oh. And then either is either going to betray them or not betray them. Is that really? He gets blinded. Oh, is he the That's guy who kind of looks Sutter. like, a, Kurt like no. a really, really? grizzled yeah. Johnny Depp? That's interesting. That's Kurt Sutter. They've had some really interesting cameos on the show that I've really dug. Like Stephen King was in an episode briefly. Oh yeah, and uh, Walton Goggins was unbelievable in, Goggins. in a cameo. Yeah, in that. he's in just he's the justified, justified yeah. and he was on the Shield. Uh, speaking of Stephen King, has anybody seen Under the Dome? Uh, yeah, I think I've I watched seen two of episodes of it. Where do you watch it? Hate it. Under the Dome? Yeah. You can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. On Amazon? No shit. Yeah, and if you have it's cable, on TV. you can watch it on, it's, on demand. I don't have a TV. Bad, it's on projector Yeah, but you can watch Netflix. it online for free, too, okay. on whatever website watch it's on. Episode, sure. okay. What is it? CBS, NBC? It you read it, right? No, I actually have I not read, read much Stephen King. It's on one of the major networks, and I'm sure online you can probably I'll find it It's online. quite a bit different Here's than the book. So there's that going for it, I suppose. It's got Mike Vogel in it. I'm interested in it, but you know who I really hate is that guy, the whole junior storyline, not giving much away. Did you read the book? Oh, uh, uh, no. But uh, the I hate son the, I don't of the like mayor or the whatever? Son, no, the son of the council guy. That's the it. guy who, uh, Dean Norris, who's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, his son, the actor, the, I just don't like this, his yeah, storyline. I don't like the actor. They tried to go kind of Twin Peaksy with that yeah, character. It was no, weird. No, really? I think they're just like, like oh, they're making him totally crazy. Like he's just like Bobby Riggs. He just annoys the hell out of he me. He like looks and acts like Bobby Riggs. I don't know. I don't reason. like it at all. I think it would be way better without him. Shout Ooh. out to Dana Ashbrook. Yeah. You know what I do miss, though? Because you know what? I, I don't think there are any shows like right now. What? Terriers. Stargate and Firefly. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any shows. There's no Stargate going on right now? Stargate's gone. I was thinking this earlier when you were talking about Pacific Rim and uh, the Avengers. I just don't think it's fair to compare anything to something made by Joss Whedon. You know what? Good point. Well, because Stargate and Firefly had that sense of humor and the sci-fi fun to it, and they were just very sarcastic. I didn't enjoy Stargate, but I love Firefly. I really, Stargate, I didn't get into it at first, but then as as it went on, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. Went on for a real long time, right? Wasn't Jewel State on both shows? Who? Jewel State. She was uh, Haley on Firefly. And wasn't she on one of the later Stargate? Yes, she was the doctor. She was the doctor in in Stargate. You're totally right. In case we haven't made it clear, Jewel State. And you know what I'm disappointed with when it comes to the new sci-fi shows? What? uh, Is uh, Warehouse 13. Ah, and Defiance. Defiance, I think, is trying to be like Battlestar Galactica e mm. when it comes to the drama, but it's like, oh my but god, what you're not isn't trying to be oh Battlestar Galactica? What is it you're missing from the Stargate just, Firefly thing? I just, I, the, I it's the, probably the writing. It's, do you think it's, it's the like the humor, the character development? Like it's the it? humor, it's the character, the fun characters that you actually want to play with or you want right. to like, like talk to. You want to, you know be a part of a good ensemble exactly whereas yeah. everything you know warehouse 13 is trying to be really cutesy and it's just like kind of boring because falling de- skies is supposed to be pretty good but falling it's not skies, it's not fun skies though, right? it's okay yeah. I, I, I falling skies is decent it's a drama though there's no right. there's yeah. no sense of humor to it in right. any way gotcha like there's no comedy it's yeah. straight up drama and nobody is safe yeah but fa- has anybody skies. seen face off the, the, the makeup movie? show. Oh, yeah. I've no, the, some of that. the makeup show on sci fi. Yeah. There's a new season coming up. It's really fun if you like competition shows. But actually, one of makeup my effects. makeup artists on Sharknado had been on Face Off. Speaking of Sharknado, <laughs> Steve, way to segue into that. Well, um, I was just connecting the dots. 5,000 tweets a minute of Sharknado. Uh, All about intense. Steve. Yeah. Well, no, hardly any. I think I found three tweets about me. Steve has. Oh, do you actually found tweets about you though? I searched hashtag Pepperjack because That's your character's uh, name in the film. Well, no. Uh, but one of my lines involves me referring to Pepperjack cheese, and apparently a lot of people got a kick out of that. So I searched, I searched hashtag Sharknado hashtag Pepperjack. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna hashtag that I got on everything now. Three tweets. Wow. Hashtag so I'm pretty Pepper excited. Jack. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's what, just a were weird they good or were they time. like ah, Pepper Jack can suck my dick? No, like uh, some of them were just like I'm watching Sharknado right now. Something else hashtag Pepper Jack. One of them was like uh, the only smart guy <laughs> in that movie was the Pepper Jack guy or something. like oh, that. Oh, nice. So that felt good. But uh, I mean, I didn't write that I was a smart guy. You know, it's just the the role I got cast for. But yeah, it is. Uh, but you played it. I played it well, and I enjoyed it. I nice to see it. How do you guys feel about these? I mean, other than you being in it. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this sort of wave of... Everything with a shark? Well, just bad, just like kind of like over the top. Done purposely. Implausible, you know. I mean, I don't know if it... Does it count as much of a wave? I mean, it's really just happening on Sci-Fi Channel and pretty much just coming from a a really small handful. Um, What'd she find there? (laughs) I was just tweeting. Oh, okay. Sweet. I like a good tweet. Uh, was it a Pepper but, uh, Jack tweet? There's, there's, there's uh, tweeting shenanigans. Maybe. Maybe so, a little sorry, bit. Sorry, Steve, what were you saying? Well, I don't know. Does it really count as a wave of these movies if they're only kind of just happening in one place? That, well, but I mean, like, look at Birdemic. Birdemic 2 just came out. You know, like, yeah, there's, true. There's, there, I think there is sort of, um, you know, there's a lot of like direct to Netflix things, not just yeah. stuff that's coming out on sci-fi. Big Ass Spiders was a thing. At, Spiders 3D? At a... Spiders 3D? Yeah, we're, we're I'm talking it. about Big Ass Spiders. Big it's a film that was at South By. But it's the yeah, thing. It's but it like was in 3D, right? Wacky, zany. I don't think it was. Oh, really? 
Oh. Yeah, these wacky things yeah. over the top, like, oh, look at how crazy we are. We're making this film. Isn't yeah. it wild, you guys? It's just hey. funny because it's like straight out of like the 50s. It just feels like, right. hey, hey, guys, watch me dive. Watch me dive. Like, okay, we right? get it. Like, yeah. why don't you exactly. But I also yourself? feel like, like, this isn't exactly happening for the first time, but I feel like now we just have more ways of getting to it with. We, Netflix, we have a new appreciation Redbox. for it. Yeah, and it's like, like, I feel like movies this quote unquote bad have always been being made. They just haven't always been as available as they are now. Because now it's like something exists, I can see it today. And now there's an audience that has really aggregated that genuinely appreciates it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Did you know that uh, Corey Monteith's uh, last tweets were about Sharknado? No way. Are you joking? No, I'm not serious. Way to bring it down. Oh, man. Trying to, you know, keep it relevant, you know. I hear you. Well, thank you, Corey. Rest in peace, buddy. Rest in peace, buddy. Man. That's sad. What a, that's that's like, like the number one reason sad. I watched it, that show. It, it, was, do, that do you yeah. feel bad that you killed him with Sharknado? First of all, the Sharknado didn't kill anybody. In the movie, yes. Okay. Plenty of people die as a result of there being sharks in a tornado. But no, I... Man, this is... <laughs> there's no Let's right not talk way about, to go with this wow. conversation. Yeah. It's he true. rest in peace. He was a... Oh, you looked it up? What he the crap is Sharknado? Oh, it's a shark tornado. Was that I his last it. tweet? That was his last tweet, dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That's, oh, my gosh. Pretty epic. Rest kind of macabre. Happier news, please. Yes. No, you guys have broke the podcast. Broke no. the podcast? Broken. Fuck. I'm sorry. Got nowhere to go. Well, you know what will fix everything, Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys uh, did you like watch you the TV s- shows? Uh, yeah. barely. Yeah. Which one did you? Which ones did you watch? Next Generation, and I'm actually rewatching it now because I watched it when I was very young. I love Next I'm Generation. Watching it too. My favorite. Star Trek Soulmates. Yeah. I have a fun con story. My very first yes. convention was a Star Trek convention, and awesome. I was nestled in the bosom of Marina Sirtis, who plays uh, Deanna Troy. That's cool. Oh wow! I was Not like a toddler, bad. and I crawled up to the stage, and well, she picked me up. <laughs> My least favorite character that of the next generation. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's my favorite character. My least favorite character is Worf. Your least favorite. You. My least Worf. favorite character of Next Generation is Worf. Yeah. But it's funny because Michael Dorn is saying how he wants to do a new show called Star Trek: Captain Worf. Whoa! Um, it's a terrible title, but I yeah, be I think okay that's what he's trying to do. And then I'm thinking, well, what else? Why? Of course, he wants to do that. Yeah, what exactly. else is he doing aside right. from animated voices? I heard he just hangs out um, at Fisherman's Wharf and tries. Oh, oh my! But Brian Singer and Brian Fuller have been trying to bring it back to TV. You know who I didn't like? Tasha Yar from first season. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but she's killed. She's still the worst. And then my next least favorite character was what was her name? The doctor that replaces. Dr. Crusher. Oh, yeah. For a while. And then the Crusher old comes lady. Back. The older lady with the curly hair. I, didn't, I really didn't like her. Yeah. But everybody else, I'm. I fucking hate Tasha Yar. Like when you yeah, said. Tasha Yar is terrible. I, I don't Tasha consider Yar? her. What a uh, uh, Denise Crosby. I don't consider Denise her Crosby. to be like on my radar because she dies. And it's kind of fun that she dies. You know what so I So it's like, eh. And then she comes back as the Romulan, whatever. You know what I, I learned recently was um, I did not know this. Probably hardcore Trek people do, but um, they were originally in one of the last seasons. They were going to kill Riker. What? Yeah, I, Riker kind of annoyed me too. I love Riker. Have you seen? There's a great video um, on YouTube of, of Riker sitting down, sitting down <laughs> and how he like he he does like the like getting on a horse thing where he puts his leg over the back of the chair and sits down in it, and it happens so often. And when he gets out of the chair, he does it in reverse. It's unbelievable. It's like. What a crazy yeah. thing I never it's, noticed. It's like two minutes of him just sitting in chairs. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. 
This is a segment that I like to call stuff I didn't know but should have. This is stuff that happened in like 2012 that you guys probably all knew about, but I'm like, why the fuck didn't I know you about this? You need some chimey music yeah. behind yeah. the like title. That. I like the idea of that. Yeah. Um, Google started testing its driverless cars in the beginning Ooh. of 2012, yep. and by May of last year, Nevada was the first state to, take, uh, to, to actually let them roam free. And now it's legal in California, Florida, and Nevada. We can have well, them? Uh, well, it's le- yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's restrictions, but they're legal so that they can... Oh, so they're allowed to they're, play I had read I had read that they're not going to be available to consumers until 2015. I'm a porn star, though, so probably 2014. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might, be, it might be the, 2000, you know, the 2015 cars come out in 2014. I want it. I want it so have bad. You, that movie um, Interns with uh, Owen in, Wilson? Internship. Or Internship, yeah, whatever. Um, in the trailer, I haven't seen the movie, but in the trailer, one of those cars drives by when they like show an establishing shot of the Google campus in oh, really? San Francisco. Yeah, one of the cars drives by with oh, a person fun. in it. We'll get driverless cars before flying cars. I guess that's a something. Uh, right. I'd I don't want to drive. Much rather have a driverless car than yeah. a, a I would car. like to be in a car and not have to drive, and I can like watch TV. Yeah. I don't really care if I'm driving or flying at that point, as long as someone else is dealing with Napping. it. That's true. I mean, you can nap. Well, you can just get a driver. You're a porn star. It's true, oh. but my driver's unreliable. Ah, oh. so is, are you your own driver? <laughs> my driver's unreliable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, launched in 1977. Voyager 1 is the first man-made object to fly beyond the confines of our solar system and out Ooh. into the blackness of deep space. And uh, there was recordings on it uh, and greetings in 55 languages. But that's, that's kind of cool that finally something that we made is now out of our solar system. I still think we're behind. It's pretty intense. It's cool. We've managed to litter so far beyond <laughs> our... Oh, fair point. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> Littering beyond the confines of our solar system since 2012. Hoorah. There's a, a TARDIS satellite going up into what? space that's going to orbit <laughs> space. I'm very that. excited about that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, who's making it? Britain? I don't know. It was, it was a, cra- it was like a crowdsourced thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. They're going Nerds to put a satellite into space that l- just looks like a TARDIS? Looks like the TARDIS. That's it's going to orbit Earth. That's fun. Is it going to do anything? Uh, it's a satellite. I mean, it must do something. It's right? going to time travel. I mean, obviously. In a way, in a way, yes. It's different than like... Like saying know. it's a satellite, I feel like is different than like we're going to put this replica in space. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it must do something. They're calling it a satellite. Well, maybe I that's why so. they're calling it a satellite, so that we'll assume it does something constructive. Or maybe maybe the definition of something that orbits Earth is satellite. I don't know what the definition of satellite is. The definition of so. the, our moon is a satellite. Yeah. Oh really? So yes, right. that is the definition. But I would I hope corrected. that the, it's going to do something more than just stupid. It's just going to play that Dave Matthews song over and over. Yeah. Oh over God no! When fast aging elderly mice with a usual lifespan of 21 days, were injected with stem cells from younger mice at the Institute for Regenerative Medicine in Pittsburgh. The results were staggering. I'm just reading this directly off the internet. Given the injection approximately four days before they were expected to die, the mice uh, lived threefold their normal lifespan for about 71 days. So in human terms, that would be an 80-year-old living to be 200. Wow. So yeah, what, why why don't we like stem cells? I forget. Because it's sandful. Oh, but wait, damn it. these guys sinful? have mice that are designed to just be dead after twenty one days. You're That's from Texas. sad. I am. That from is Texas. <laughs> that is real sad, sad. Actually, I read this whole article. I don't know if it was an Esquire about this. Uh, so many ways that they actually can get stem cells without the sinful right. ways. Right. And it's still like <laughs> it, should be air quotes. No, on the, the 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 government won't pass this this uh, uh, bill to allow these certain stem cells to be created because they want to get these other certain stem cells allowed first. It's some stupid weird thing. What's the plural for fetus? Feti. Is it feti? Feti? U.S. pluralizes into an I. Always? Pretty much always. Uh, Grammatically. 
Just curious. Yeah. If you were talking about multiple Jesuses, it would be Jesus, right? Um, it would, but grammar doesn't necessarily no, apply to names. No, because that's a names. names. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's. Though I how would you say, say multiple Jesuses? You would say Jesuses. Really? Just like you would say Wes's. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's name. It's yeah. not a it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's the plural I, of Lexus? Would that be the same thing? Because we can we we have like Lexi. turned it would be Lexi, right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. A lot of people think Lexi. the plural of penis is peni, and that's not true because it ends in is. So it pluralizes. Ah. It it would either be penises or penis with an es. Oh. I just say willies. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Wangs. Yeah, you know? It says Wayne, fetus is a Greek Donikers. word and thus cannot end with I. Only plural words with Latin roots end in I. No shit. Oh, fetus is a, a Greek word. Uh, this is someone's Don't worry about answer. it. Everybody else was thinking the same. Which is why thing. like hippopotamus would be hippopotami, hippopotami because it's like Latin for like river horse. That's right. I worked hippopotamus <laughs> into this podcast. I think scientists just need to rename stem cells like Stem cells in so many ignorant people's minds is something awful and horrible right. and sinful or whatever. They just need to call it something else and legislate that way and go over people's heads. Because ah. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like all of our problems uh, with the legislative process has to do with just straight ignorance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just people have their own. The problem is that there's too many people with their own agenda. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody wants to facts. compromise. Nobody it's uses ridiculous. facts. They just yeah. use like... We should all run for government. Women can shut that whole thing down. Garbage, you know. Oh right. my god! Let's just making. Well, I'm just saying, like shut they that make whole thing. Down. They just <laughs> just passed those abortion restrictions. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's you know that's going to benefit what Perry's sister, right? I don't freaking know. She's like a Texas. vice president, part owner, or something of these other clinics that it's going to force other people to go to because oh, the no the shit. clinics are shutting down. They can't go to anymore, and so Perry's sister is going to profit. Off of that. Oh my god! I, that is unheard of. I loved Texas <laughs> right. when I lived there, and if Austin could somehow break off and not be on, like, <laughs> be part of, yeah, if Austin <laughs> can, could secede, I would love can that. Can some of the cities secede from Texas into the United States? Sure Let the rest of Texas secede. Uh, I mean, I have a Texas tattoo. I love fucking Texas. I wish they would stop being such dick faces all the time about women's rights and weed. Also, oh, man. they, I shit you not. I was in Texas for Christmas and there was this woman and her aunt who were coming back from like gambling in Oklahoma and they got pulled over because they smelled weed in the car and they cavity searched the women right there on the highway. They didn't even change gloves between like aunt and niece. If I did that in LA County, according to the laws that have recently been passed in porn, I wouldn't be able to make that porn. Like I would have to have special permits because... They've passed these things and these laws in porn where you yep. have to have barrier protection. Yeah. So according to the letter of the law, I couldn't even make that porn. But that's what they did like on the side of a highway that's in pretty, Arlington, Texas. I hope, did they, I hope they got in trouble. Um, I think they. I think the officers did get like a slap in the wrist. Maybe one of them got fired and one of them got suspended. Or maybe they were just suspended. But that's I want to bring something up about Ella. Listeners should follow her. Because the thing is, is like... Porn is obviously like a huge industry. A lot of people watch it, but not that many people really understand like the workings of it. And people don't understand, you know, they hear about the laws, but like, you know, when, when this vote came up, I, I called you because I didn't really know how to vote because it doesn't affect me. So it's like from somebody who will be affected by this, like, I love you, Wes. You're so awesome. You're <laughs> not, so cool. Not looking for that. Uh, what, what I, what I am suggesting though, is that more people um, should be in the know and th- that is a really easy way for people to be in the know about things they've heard about, but maybe don't know that much about. Heck yeah. If you have any pornographic 
related questions or questions about the porn industry, like legally or just the goings on, then shoot <laughs> me a question. Or on. if you're six years old and want to know about the birds and the bees. I think a lot no, of people want to know about the birds and the bees. If you're over 18, follow along. Well, I mean, I think, I think there's an interesting, like, uh, I don't want to say stigma about uh, porn stars, but there's, yes. there's a cliche about, uh, maybe they're not smart or, you know, they're divas or whatever. And you're like one of the more down to earth people I know. Like, what did you study in college? Um, forensic psychology and library and Whoa. information science. That's not a dumb person. So you're the, right. you're and the bones of porn. Cool. The bones of porn. <laughs> no oh my intended. gosh. That is a, that is a great idea for you. Bones of porn. The like bones. the series bones. Of- wow. That's kind of, of awesome. Porn. But based on your stuff, it would have to be the series would have to be no bones. <laughs> Am I wrong? Anyway, <laughs> look, I'm trying. I'm aiming for the truth here. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, that's now my I'm plug. That's my plug you. for Ella Darling. Thank you, Wes. That's very nice of you. And everybody, just get rid of your stigma about porn. There are a lot of silly stereotypes. There's one actually. This is something that maybe you didn't know. There was actually a study done by a college in my hometown and a couple other colleges or universities, I think they called it the damaged goods theory. And it's the idea that women in the adult industry um, come from abused backgrounds or have a history of sexual abuse, have diseases, have, you know, psychological problems, have, you know, it's damaged goods, the idea of a woman being damaged goods. And it's almost across the board false. Women in the adult industry have higher self-esteem, have, they're better adjusted, they have uh, more satisfaction with their life, more sexual satisfaction. They have no greater incidence of sexual abuse than the general population. And they actually have a lower incidence of HIV than the general population because we get tested every four weeks. Yeah. But anyway. A lot of geeks love porn. Uh, yeah, they do. I wonder why that is. Because they, <laughs> they, oh, they just have to stay on their computer. I, Ella is a big fan of Harry Potter. Yes, because uh, I heard. So, what tattoo do you have, Harry Potter? Uh, I have two Harry Potter tattoos. I have this one. It says it's on my thigh, and it looks like a garter, kind of. And it says, "We are only as strong as we are united, and weak as we are divided." And it's got the initials. It's Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Brian. Ah. Yeah. And then I have. What does that say? The Dewey Decimal <laughs> Number and the Cutter oh, Number for cute. Harry Potter. And I got it when I finished grad school. 827.914R7. R7. And I got it for my 22nd birthday, right? I finished all my coursework when I was 21 for my master's degree. And so to celebrate, I got this on my 22nd birthday. Yay, and congratulations. Melville Dewey founded my grad school. So. Oh, really? Uh, did you go to Harry Potter World in Yes, Florida? I've been twice. I just went a few months ago. With I really want to go. Well, we're getting it here. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, in yeah. two more summers. Yeah, long, right. long time from now. But Harry Potter uh, World, well, Los now Angeles. In, now in Florida, they have the Simpsons land. What? Well, they open. haven't made it yet. No, I think it's open. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to open this summer. They have like a little huh. Springfield? Yeah, Springfield at the Frying Dutchman Works. Moe's oh um, actually selling Duff beer. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's yeah, cool. like oh, a large lad Florida donuts. Gets all the good shit because they have all the land. Yeah, they have all the space. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, our theme park is open. kind of on one hill. That yeah, I heard it was open. Needs um, to keep being restructured. I thought it was supposed to be later this summer, but somebody told me it was already open. Holy moly. I'm going to be pissed off if it was open when I was there and I was... Where though? Universal. Universal. Oh, uh, oh well, yeah, I guess it would be Universal because that's yeah. where we have the Simpsons ride here. I wanted to get into just a few gadgets. So they they three D printed part of a rocket engine. Yes, Say they what? did. Yeah, NASA and Aerojet Rocketdyne. What was the name of the the Terminator? 
Wasn't it Cyberdyne? Cyberdyne, Cyberdyne. Uh oh. Yeah. NASA and Aerojet uh, Rocketdyne designed a fabricated key part of the rocket engine with 3D printer, shaving six months and 70% off the cost of production. And it was successful. Uh, it was the, a successful test. Holy moly. Uh, yeah. And to build the injector, the company used high powered laser beams to melt and fuse metallic powders into three dimensional structures uh, rather than fashioning parts the traditional way with machines and manual labor. Whoa. So that's kind of cool. My pussy's wet. That's awesome. I love it. We have a, a MakerBot. It, what is it 3D printing currently? Right now, actually, it is 3D printing a frame for a uh, Iron Man thing, chess piece for my husband for Comic-Con. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. Is he going to put light in it? Yeah, he got little LEDs um, uh, on Amazon, and he's making a little frame oh, for it. Oh, that's cute. Cool. It's going to be awesome. But yes, the MakerBot. How much does it cost him to make that piece? You know, the actual material is really dirt cheap. It's Really? pennies maybe to make that piece and how long does it take for it to actually make a piece uh it takes a few hours the problem is that it takes a long time to create it in solidworks and also like 3d printers like consumer grade 3d printers are still kind of new and they're they take a long time and they fuck up halfway through or somebody should create a website where they sell already made uh, the solidworks designs for people with 3d printers they do they do. Yeah, there is an entire site, and they don't even. A lot of it is just for free. I was some. There are some that you can buy, but there's. Uh, what the hell is it called? I don't remember what it's called. But there's a, a website that you can go and just browse through the different projects that people have created. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure they can Amazing. Google it. Yeah. Everyone seems to want to be building a smartwatch now. Right. A smartwatch. Yeah, like I Microsoft and Apple. Ooh. I think Apple is like or trademarking like the name I watch or something. Well, sort a few of like years what Dick ago, Tracy had. A few years ago at like CES, I know that they were showing some of these like ultra thin, like bendable computer screens. And I saw one that was, that essentially looked like one of those slap bands. Oh yeah. But the whole thing is, is essentially a computer screen. That's not crazy. Talking, a computer screen and uh, you can put whatever on it. I don't think people want smaller screens is, is the problem I have. True. With but if the whole watch was a screen. Yeah, but what are you going like this? It should be like no, a you smart gong. And, and for, you the, have the, for the you viewers have the at home, I'm moving my arm around. You could have the time at all sides of my arm. <laughs> you could have the time constantly chest. rotating around it like a ticker or something. Oh. Or you could have the news rotating around like a ticker or your stock prices or. Like a ticker. Whatever kind of news you want. Like a ticker. <laughs> Thank you I, for enunciating that that time. I found the site. It's called Thingiverse. And you can download 3D print. That's uh, a fun name. Thingiverse. Yeah. Thingiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Thingiverse. How come you guys aren't just like going crazy with this thing then? Well, it breaks a lot. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, and it takes forever. Also, I like, how do you fix it? I'd though, be like, I need break. a Serenity model. You just send it in. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, MakerBox will fix it. Or gotcha. MakerBot will fix it. MakerBot. 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 Custom vinyls. You can make your own vinylmation. Yeah. Things Whoa. to do cool. customs. Huh. Huh. I mean, I like, I'm just like all these like cool like. Wait, toys that I could paint myself and he is a, so my husband is creating a digital cinema camera and so he's actually he got that primarily so that he can make all these like the front end of his camera to try out different lenses and to make sure that, oh okay that's cool yeah that's a smart way to do it but it's also really fun to make toys with it's a toy machine so what toys have you made with it just little mostly just things I found on Thingiverse because I don't know SolidWorks can you make adult toys with it yes okay have you made adult toys with it? Not yet, because the way that it manufactures, it's kind of uh, it has lines on it that rough. you'd need to uh, yeah you'd need to sand it down and yeah, but they're, that's just ribbed for her pleasure. Hey-o. Yeah, her pleasure doesn't really depend so on much. ribs. Yeah, ribbing. I am passionate about Hollywood props. Yes. Yeah. Can I interest you in a leopard print couch that has been in at least four or five pornos? Do I have to steam clean it? 
I mean, it's just been girls fucking on it, and it's in my living room. Um, are you actually selling that couch? Yeah, I don't out there. Think my mom someone wants to buy a leopard print couch that's been in four or five pornos. Uh, tweet to Ella Darling. Yes, at Ella Darling. E L A Darling. Nice. Thank you for spelling it right. No problem. You have a birthday coming up, and I saw that you put your Amazon wish list. Uh, oh. I did. I did. One of my. I only post my wish list when fans ask me to. Because yeah. a lot of porn girls yeah, she, like, you know, yeah. like pump that shit out like. Girl, buy your own fucking blender. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you make porn, hon. You're not like a, a teacher in oh, the ghetto. That's funny. A street urchin. Yeah. Teachers should be putting Amazon gift they really for should. their kids or for their students. Yeah, to pay, they should. Pay for yeah. I get catalogs, and I know Wes has, uh, has a girl boner for some of these things. But I get catalogs. Why does for, Wes have a girl boner? For real auctions. Wes yeah. is a man. It's true, though. I do have a girl boner over some of this stuff. <laughs> profiles in history. I'll give him a plug if you want to look. Profiles in history. Because you can bid on this shit online. Um, there's stuff. like a whole animation one coming up. There's, uh, there's a guy by the name of Milton Green. Milton Green. Um, Can I see who, the front of the animation one? Who recently, I think, passed away. And uh, all his stuff. He did a lot of the original like Marilyn Monroe pictures. Oh, there's some Hunter Mickey on the front of the animation one. That one. And a lot of the uh, Linda Lovelace early uh, photos are, are in there for got auction. She's coming out. Some peanut uh, stuff in this. The trailer looks decent. But, uh, the trailer looks great. I wanted to say some of the things that were for sale in this Hollywood auction coming up. I think it's July 28th. And James uh, Gandolfini the Gray, who is yeah. James Gandolfini the White. The White. Uh, his gun <laughs> from The Sopranos. And... Uh, did he and, only have one uh, gun in the whole series? No, but one of one of the main guns is, okay. is for sale. Of course, all this shit's going to be really expensive. Like the gun starts at three thousand. Charlie Chaplin's cane, nice from uh, Modern Times, is going to the estimate is one hundred and twenty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow. Charlton Heston's Ten Commandments tablets, Moses nice. tablets from the Ten Commandments. Oh, from the movie. Yeah, twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Oh, when start. you mentioned those earlier, I thought they were the actual tabs. I. Uh, <laughs> There's the Ark of the Covenant. That's yeah. the real yeah. one. Can I make an auction plug? Right. Yes. You can. I, I have a can of Vapu Rise from the movie Envy with uh, Jack Black and Ben Stiller. Oh, jeez. 48 bucks. 48 <laughs> bucks OBO. I heard a rumor if you want to buy the costume from Sharknado. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. You can get 48 bucks. No, no, no. He'll throw, in a, he'll throw in a slab of pepper jack cheese. The, uh, the, the appraisers are still out on that one. Freshly worn, too, with, with real sweat. <laughs> it's still warm. It's just like Japanese used panties I'm that pretty they can sure sell I've vending machines. since then. Ella, pretty darling, sure. you, you sell like, like stockings and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a guy who's going to buy this pair of socks that I've been working out in for $450. Holy wow. moly. For three weeks. Well, we like that guy. Yeah, he's... Sweet and awesome and kick ass and great, fantastic. Who is that kind of Thank money? You. <laughs> I am. No, we all know it's Wes. No, no. Our relationship, Ella and I, um, is an interesting one because I'm not really into the porn stuff. Really, I mean, not, why are you whispering yeah. it? I'm not whispering it. Um, but we met on a set. It was not a porn set, but there was a porn. Uh, like scene mm-hmm. happening um so that's kind of an interesting introduction to getting to know each other yeah hi you're naked and <laughs> what, I, what, never... can you say what set it is yeah well oh uh, it was a uh, my trip to the dark my side. trip to the dark side oh is, well, well, cool. is it a comedy say, movie you're great in it the best part of it for me was meeting you and your wife yeah, because you're so absolutely. awesome you're uh, like a, i remember we it was like instant like buffy people. bond yeah oh uh, instant buffy bond that's a tough bond right there yeah you can't break that I know. Uh, speaking of buffy 
Justin Buffy. Uh, Are there Buffy the, in there? Oh. No, but the thing that Wes oh. wants is Elliot's hoodie and E.T.'s hand oh. from E.T. Really, it's Elliot's hoodie that I want most. Yeah, but. that's going to start probably go for eight, at least $8,000. So if somebody out there is listening and wants to get me Elliot's hoodie. You should make an Amazon wish list. Yeah. Star Wars items. Oh yeah, the creature that comes up in the a New Hope from the from when they're in the trash compactor, yes. the little yeah. eye thing, you can buy that for what? eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollar estimate. Yeah. That's all. Oh sure. Yeah. And um, well, just go, just go big. Just say two hundred thousand, and don't have to worry about it. Attention level. You have a Star Wars story, don't you? Yeah. So as I understand it, uh, <laughs> Lucas went to visit Spielberg on the set of Close Encounters, and he was like, "Oh, this movie's going to be huge." And Spielberg was like, "No, your sci-fi movie's going to be huge." And so they made a bet with each other: um, if uh, Close Encounters was the bigger success, then Lucas would get a percentage of the take, and if Star Wars was a bigger success, Spielberg would get a percentage of the take. Hmm. Spielberg got some money. That's kind of nice. So Spielberg bet on his movie. Doing worse than Star Wars. Well, he just thought Star Wars was going to be a huge, like... Yeah. George Lucas didn't think Star Wars was going to be as big, and uh. Steven Spielberg disagreed. Spielberg's, like... So now Spielberg has even more multi-millions because of it. Yeah. You know, Jaws, Jaws was considered to be the first, like, real Hollywood blockbuster. It was, like, the oh, first yeah. movie that went over $100 million, and it was a rated R, too, which, you know, in this day and age is really difficult for a film. Yeah. Um, and so... Spielberg was sort of the blockbuster guy. Yeah. And so for him to be like, oh, no, it's going to be your sci-fi movie, I think it was kind of a big deal. But, you know, he knew. Can I say something? And this might be a pretty radical idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like that Spielberg guy knows a thing or two about movies. Uh, he probably does. I, I refer to him oftentimes, like at home, when we refer to him, we refer to him as uh, His Majesty. His Majesty. Because <laughs> that, that, that guy, like, I've, I probably said this before on the podcast, if I ever met that guy, I'd cry. There are, there are three, cool. three people I credit with me being in Hollywood now. Uh, my wife, Desiree, because she supported the idea um, and has never let me waver, even when I've, like, been kind of down on myself. She's never let me waver from, like, the dream. That's pretty dope. Um, my dad, who encouraged me, um, shortly before he died, to come out here, um, and Steven Spielberg. There you go. That's like, cool. yeah, that's a really beautiful trifecta. I think Steve also had a Star Wars story. Well, it's not <laughs> my story at all, but uh, I heard uh, a while ago on a radio show that somebody was uh, interviewing uh, Carl Weathers. I think it was on uh, Adam Carolla when he was still on FM radio, and he had Carl Weathers in. And Carl Weathers was telling a story about how he was coming out of his audition for the movie Rocky as the character Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. And he ran into actor Mark Hamill, who was on his way out of his audition for Luke Skywalker. And both of them were sort of like, I don't know, man, this thing I auditioned for might be kind of big. And the other guy was like, I don't know, it might not be as big as this thing I auditioned for. I guess time will tell. And those movies turned out to be Rocky and Star Wars. And I just think what? that's... That's amazing. It's kind of a wild... It's like one that one goes on to win Best Picture and the other becomes like the, yeah. one of the biggest films of all time. One of the biggest films of all time. Uh, and Rocky's a pretty big film of all time, it's too. Pretty, I agree. It's a pretty big film. Rocky's Since there have been, what, popular. six? Six of them now? Uh, uh, technically, yes. I would, I would watch another Rocky movie. So I, I just want to mention a few more things from this auction because it's yeah. just, there's yes, so yes, many do. things in this that are amazing. But Indiana Jones' hat and whip. Indiana Jones. From thought, The Last Crusade. Oh, I'm so betting, not Raiders. It's a different color hat. 800,000, at least. No, 40 to 60,000. Really? Because here's the thing when it comes to these things, these are screen worn. Yeah. But they've made probably like five. Oh. You know, it's oh, probably yeah. not the only one ever. 
Right. But it's the one for sale. It's right. a different. I think the hat was different in Last Crusade too. Oh really? Like it wasn't. The, it wasn't exactly the same iconic hat because I think the original iconic hat was either really really dark or it was black, but it was coated I with so much hope, dirt. Yeah, I would hope he Harrison Ford brown. has that. I would hope. I would hope. Or, yeah. or George one of those guys. Yeah. But uh, we were talking about Star Trek earlier, and two things that I really want from this are that ear thing from the original Wrath of Khan. Oh, oh no, yeah, the earbug. The earbug. Ear oh, They're selling one of the earbugs. Um, Six to eight thousand dollars, and one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation was the one where Picard wakes up in another uh, someone else's life, basically, Ooh. and uh, eventually begins to believe that he is, you know, that person in this world. In the holiday, is it a holodeck episode? No, no, no. He lives. He has a wife. He has kids. He lives his whole life, and then eventually believes that this was his life, and he didn't really, you know, he was just oh, kind like of crazy. His life as a yeah. captain had been a dream, exactly. Whoa. And then he wakes up, and he's back a captain. It turned out what this this satellite of sort that they ran into, basically, this civilization was destroyed uh, a long time ago and this was their way to to show people that they did exist they did live Whoa. is by letting people live the li- the, this life and uh, throughout the episode he, he plays his flute yeah. he learns how to play the flute and at the end of the episode he plays the tune as a captain he plays a tune that he learned when he lived this other life and that flute's for sale wow. That's cool. so uh, three, three to five thousand these are estimates I think that they're going to start at right. sure. so who knows uh, what they're going to go for you were mentioning Ella that you liked Predator mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know this. this is an interesting fact well the grenade launcher from Scarface uh, is for sale. The one where he um, is shooting it, uh, he's shooting the gun part uh, and saying, say hello to my little friend, mm-hmm. is actually also uh, was rented out after that to Predator, and it was the same gun used throughout Predator. That's oh. cool. So it's a double. It's a Scarface and Predator prop. Wow. That's pretty cool. Thirty to $50,000. What kind of gun is that? Um, Some rapper will buy that for it's, even It's more. a M203 grenade launcher. Oh, wow. Cool. And the launcher is attached to a non-firing replica called AR-15. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought it was AR-15. That, right? Yeah. Oh, is that what you were looking for? Yeah. You get a twofer. That's yeah. pretty rad. No Elliot's hoodie, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think the beginning estimate is for Pee-wee's bicycle? For Pee-wee's bike? From the, from the movie Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. bicycle. Wow. 16000 uh, close, fifteen to twenty thousand. Fifteen yeah, to twenty thousand. Way to go. Uh, Wes and I on the time travel episode debated uh, Back to the Future a lot because uh, one of my favorite is Back to the Future my... two of the three, and Whatever the shoes, happened. the Nikes from Back to the Future oh, two, yeah. would be nice to have thirty to fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Well, you and could have bought them cheaper than that when they made the limited edition. Not much. It wouldn't be the real ones, so though. Right. They actually laced up, though. Big Lebowski awesome. costumes, the mask from Donnie Darko, Ooh, the, creepy. Uh, Jurassic Park, the bunny license mask? plates, an arrow from Legolas. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of Legolas's arrows. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool shit in here. It's just like, like wow, yeah. rich people oh. must rich people must have fun at these things. Yeah. yeah. Must be nice. I mean, in the end, it's like, what? Is, it's all ridiculous because it's like, what's going to happen to it? It's just going to go to some, it's just going to go to another one of these auctions after you die. Could you imagine if the four of us yeah. had like Spielberg money? Each. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would buy the, the little pickaxe that um, Andy Dufresne used to tunnel out of Shawshank Redemption Prison. Oh my gosh. I mean, Shawshank Prison. Is that Shawshank. the garbage outfit from Silver it Linings? Gar- uh, yeah, it's what? a garbage outfit from Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, that's that he jogs silly. in. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's just a garbage bag. Well, it sweats too, right? Yeah, it sweats too. Nightmare Before Christmas sets. That's awesome. That's That's amazing. Thirty to fifty thousand. 
Christopher Reeve Superman costume from Superman 3. Oh, wow. Which is the one Wes loves because Richard Pryor's in it. <laughs> I don't say it's the one I love, but. 20 to $30,000. I enjoy it quite a bit. Anyway, so. I saw a gremlin there. You know what? You know what other movie I loved as a kid, but like now Batman and Robin I, nipple suit is that what you're about I to say? Know. No, no. Movie that's I, for sale. A movie I loved as a kid, but I'm really conflicted about now is the toy. Yeah, no, oh sure, I like the toy. I loved the toy as a kid, but Why, yeah, because of the like, racism. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, about but a, Richard Pryor's and I think that was like a point. Is like yeah, it's like they, a, they he owned a slave the and they the deal movie. with that. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like Do he's part. Like his wife is like part of an activist group that's protesting. Jackie Gleason's character's company and whatnot. So I feel like they deal with the racism yeah. in the toy. You Speaking know, of it's, toys. It's, it's no Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you can also buy the real life mystery machine from Scooby-Doo too. Nice. I've, I've known people who have had yeah, vans that they've painted that way, but you can buy the actual one. The from... one from Scooby-Doo 2, the movie, yeah. Is it $60,000? Is it a full-size no, van? No, it, it's Scooby-Doo 2 something. Yeah, no, it's a full-size car. Street legal? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just a van. Can we jack on, up the back end? On, uh... Uh, the Stuff Lost Watchmen. The Lost People mm-hmm. gave away a uh, as a prize a Lost Dharma van. Oh, that's cool. A Lost Dharma. Well, they van. sold at the Lost auction that bought the pillars. That they sold all the cars too. They sold the. But uh, they gave. But they gave. A, they gave one of the like a replica. Yeah, I'm sure they had a couple. Of them, but built. they sold the actual like one of the main uh, Volkswagens. They sold. They sold. When they hit people with. Cars. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we're gonna wrap it up. All right. Uh, it up. Let's let's really let's, this early. Let's. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Ello, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at ELA Darling. And I have a website. It's darlingella.com. It's just my blog mostly. You don't have to pay money or anything. You can find me on juicypinkbox.com. I'm also in a lot of films through Philly Films. Um, those are my two favorites that I like to talk about. Oh, and make love not porn.tv, which is real life sex. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did, did you do something with like a bunch of other porn stars recently? Like, I feel like yeah, I saw a bunch porn. of porn with, no, with like James Dean and. Oh, yeah. I did a, a movie called Saving Humanity by um, ATK. It's a, created by a porn company, but it's like a full mainstream sci fi film. Oh, really? That um, they're going to release. And there are sex scenes that will be like an extended version. It's like a gotcha. very sexy R rated film. Oh, okay. where, I mean, there'll be an NC 17 version of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that's the exact rating that it's going to be given. But yeah, that's the idea. Unrated, maybe. Yeah. It takes place in three different time periods. So like there's a caveman period and then there's present day and there's the future oh, that's cool. and there's clones and there's like um, cloud Atlas. Yeah. And then <laughs> the very last scene, it's a sexy a, cloud Atlas. Nice. It ends on a dance number. Steve, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. At as, Ella darling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter as Steve in no Hollywood, as in Steve in North Hollywood, Steve in no Hollywood. Uh, you can check out old episodes of my radio show at actingupshow.com and watch me in Sharknado this Thursday night at 7. Or if this is... This is probably going to take place. Okay, then I'm Find it you, online. Yeah, thank you for having watched me in Sharknado. Buy the extended Blu-ray edition whenever it comes out. Sure. Which I'm sure it will. Just enjoy it. It's a tornado full of sharks. Have fun. Wes Weisenheimer, where can we find you? Again with the Weisenheimer. We it had, to, that it back, had huh? to come up. It had to come up. Um, well, I'm on Twitter at Movie Hippo. And then I have a blog somewhere, but I don't remember what it's like. <laughs> Plug that blog. Movie, moviehippochallenge.blogspot.com. Do you use I, it? I only use it for the Movie Hippo Challenge, which okay. I am working on right now. So the October Movie Challenge is coming up again. And Sweet. I know it's July, but I'm actually working on the 31 films that are going to be included this year. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's pretty interesting grouping. And 
as people know that have followed the movie Hippo Challenge, it's all horror films. So, is, and your challenge is basically watch these, watch all thirty-one films in the month. Thirty-one films in thirty-one days, movie a day. Yeah. It, you know, I put I put like good stuff in there. I put really bad stuff in there. It exposes you to films that you might not necessarily have seen, and you can put on your queue somewhere. So yes. even if you don't watch all thirty-one films, you you get some you get a little taste of, of yeah. stuff you might not know about. Sadly, there's been some films that I that aren't available in the U.S. that I really wanted to put on this year. Aww. There's a great Spanish film called Sexy Killer that I wanted to put in there. Yeah, but can't you just get in on uh, where you're trying to get things that people can actually that get actually legally? Get, yeah, I don't want to like yeah, I don't want to encourage pirating. Um, but Sexy Killer is kind of like a weird like breaks the fourth wall. She's talking; it's like way over the top and uh. talking to the characters. A lot of monologues. Huh. Sexy killer. Like a fun, really fun, over-the-top American psycho. Only Spanish. And you can find me at bad underscore sloth. Because someone still has bad sloth that hasn't used it for three years. What? Come on, jerks. In China. They're Chinese. I don't know how to say that in Chinese. Don't spell the underscore. People know that, right? You'd be surprised. They probably don't. They're not on the internets. Bad underscore sloth. And then also badsloth.com. And you can, uh, you can stream... At badsloth.net or geekateria.com. Oh. Yeah, iTunes will, is like, which will bring you straight to, to the iTunes. Well, geekateria.com brings you straight to the iTunes page. Yeah. Uh, just subscribe. You should subscribe. And rate it. And if you have any questions for any of us, you can email any of us. At or tweet us. Or you can tweet us. That's true. Or uh, if you don't know the tweets, uh, geekateria at gmail.com. Geekateria at gmail.com. And stay tuned because Wes and I may do a Wizard of Oz podcast coming what? up in September. Yeah. Just in time for hopefully so Ella feigned interest in that. Oh. The Oz books were some of the first books I ever read to completion. Oh, and now she does other things to completion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm going to be in Jersey for six weeks, oh, so yeah. there probably won't be a podcast in August. But come oh. September, uh, when I think they're re-releasing... They're re-releasing Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz in 3D IMAX in theaters in September. Holy I, I, I don't, I'm not into 3D, but that might be something I have to, I have to see. I saw, a tra- you know, I saw a trailer for it. The trailer wasn't in 3D, mm. but just seeing Oz on the big screen. Right. And they like really capitalize on all those moments that you just make you, you know, yeah. like when she opens the door for the first time. That's cool. And she meets someone for the first time. It's uh, Lollipop I've Killed. Seen, well, just, I've never seen it in theaters. That's so the thing. It it's also seen, I've seen it once in theaters. If you haven't <laughs> seen Wizard of Oz in theaters, I mean, even though it's 3D, which I normally hate, it's still a great opportunity because I'm sure it's nicely restored and it's going to yeah, look yeah. fantastic. And I'm a you big three guy so hanging I'm himself. What? You've heard that tale about how somebody yeah, hangs but the, himself in the yeah. background. Well, way to bring it, it down not. again. I don't way think it's it. I read a book where they like showed like how it's not true. Yeah, yeah I've looked at it and I think it's a really that was Ted Danson. It was a Ted Danson cut out in the back of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, come on. No, actually, actually, it moves, and I think that was part of the thing. Yeah, I think it was a crane. Yeah, used actual animals in the movie, and there was like a crane got loose in the background. Yeah, it's like a big bird like stretching its head and its wings and stuff. Well, Steve, Wes, Ella. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you guys being on. It was fun. Thanks, Alan. Steve was waving. Bye. Bye.